Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Inside the Millennial Mindset, where we interview world-class millennials doing next-level things. Today, we're going to interview one of Ventura County's top-producing real estate agents. Not only is he a real estate agent, he's also an entrepreneur, a father, and an investor. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys to Jose Luis Morales. Jose Luis, how are you doing today, brother? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course, bro. I had to. I had to. You know, I was talking to Rigo um, about a week ago, and we were kind of, we were sitting down and we were saying, yo, man, who do we want to bring next? Who's actually making a difference in their industry? And who's actually setting the bar higher for the next generations? And both of us agreed that it was you, man. We definitely agreed that it was you. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely excited to ask you these questions that we have for you and for you to share with us a little more about who Jose Luis Morales is. Right, man. I'm, I'm excited to share as much information as I, I, as I possibly can. Uh, my purpose in this interview is just to give as much value out there to consumers. I hope to be able to inspire some people. I hope the people can learn something. Yeah. And I, I hope that at the end of it, they have something good to take away from it. So. Definitely, definitely, man. And we're, uh, you know, we're definitely looking forward to hearing your opinion on things because over everything, I think that's what we want to know. Um, both Rigoberto and I have been following, following you for quite some time now. I've been at uh, panels that you've spoke at. I've been at um, events where you, you know, you talk. I've, we both follow you on social media. We see what you tell us, but there's a piece missing. And we catch it, man. We catch it. But I understand why you do that, you know. And and we're hoping to see if we can get you to uh, how us Latinos like to say, soltar la sopa, you know what I mean? So we're going to see if we can get as much information out of you as we can, man. And uh, excited, excited to have you on the show, brother. Um, I'm ready, bro. Any Anything you guys want to know, I'm, I'm an open book. Beautiful. That's exactly what I wanted to hear, man. So first and foremost, I know that you've heard of Grant Cardone, Graham Stefan. You know, you've heard of these these uh, Kevin Sturdivant. You've heard of these names in our industry because obviously we, we all kind of uh, I guess when we start and I can speak for myself here. I don't want to speak for you. But when we start, we look for the people that we consider successful and we want to emulate. We want to take as much as we can from them. So what is your way of think or, or what do you think about their way of thinking of, of the, them using the social? media platform and building that hype in order to bring more light to their name yeah i, I think they're on point i i think that obviously the social media is the way to go i mean there's a reason why i'm doing this podcast man the reason i i, I do podcasts and the reason i am on panels is for exposure as well too i mean the more content you have out there the the more exposure that you're getting now i i i i, I do want for people to be aware that there's a lot of people on social media that actually mm -hmm. are legitimate a hundred percent, like really serial entrepreneurs like yeah. Frank Cardone, people doing really big things. And then there are people out there that, I mean, you can literally portray anything that you want on social media. So essentially, I mean, somebody can take a picture of a Lambo and be like, yo, look, this is me and my Lambo. This is me and my private jet. But the yeah. reality may be completely different and just make sure that when you're talking to people and you're looking up to somebody that you're actually looking up to somebody that is doing what they say that they're doing versus some people that are not doing what they say that they're doing. Exactly. You know what? I do have to agree with you on that because I feel like in this industry, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of um, uh, look at me, look at me. You know what I mean? As we all know, the real estate agent in any transaction is considered the poster child of the transaction, right? You're in there at the beginning and you're in there at the end. So I do have to agree with you on that. And I mean, there's been a lot of influencers or business influencers or whatever you want to call them that have been exposed that are truly broke, right? And they don't make the best financial decisions, but they're trying Renting to teach. with Lambos, no assets, yeah. no money in the bank account, yep. living day to day, yep. filled with so many of them. Definitely. And I think that you are the perfect embodiment of what a business owner should be doing right not only are you in your business but you're also diversifying your your investment portfolio by getting into other things that are gonna make sure that your income is steady and growing right so that's one thing that we did notice about you man i do want to bring up something that you recently did and more than anything congratulate you on that you just purchased a 25 unit complex in the city of Oxnard. First of all, congratulations and thank you for reinvesting your money into our community. I think that's huge, man. Tell us about that experience, purchasing this 25-unit uh, uh, complex, man. How was that for you? Yeah, 
So uh, for those of you that don't know, it's been a goal that I've had for the last two years. It all started based on Grant Cardone. Right. Like I own smaller properties. Like I own like single families. I own mm-hmm. four units. I own a little bit of commercial as well too. Okay. And then Grant Cardone dropped the idea in my head that bigger is better. Definitely. And for those of you that don't know, Grant Cardone says the most important number when investing in real estate is the number of units. So I started studying multi-unit apartments like two years ago. And at Mm. first it started with just an idea. It started with just something that popped in my head. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Then I started reading books on it. So I started reading investing in commercial real estate, investing in multi-unit, how to get financing on it. And then luckily this year, I had the opportunity to actually pull the trigger on one. The opportunity came to me. Yeah. It's a past client of mine, somebody that I had a very good relationship with. We were able to strike a deal, owner yeah. to owner, no agent in between. He sold it to me at a good price. I told him I would buy it as is. I closed on it as is. Yeah. And we ended up um, uh, doing a deal. But at first, I'm going to be honest with you, because it was something out of my comfort zone. Right. It was a bit scary, bro. Like yeah. when I found out that my offer got accepted, yeah. I literally like was like, oh, my God, yeah. what did I just get myself into? Because <laughs> it was bigger than anything I had ever done. Yeah. But then essentially, I just kept doing research, more research. I stayed up late some nights. I asked a lot of questions. I reached out to people that own multifamily people that I looked up to. Yeah. And they gave me a lot of advice. And the interesting thing too, that made it even a little bit scarier is that right when I got my offer accepted, I heard that they were going to pass rent control in California and it threw like a monkey wrench in what I was looking to do. But luckily, uh, the owner and I were able to come to terms and still structure it in a way where it made sense for us. So definitely. uh, Yeah. But that's how it started. Definitely. And I know that you mentioned in there Grant Cardone. Um, and I think he's uh, he's he's one of the staples in this investment industry. And I think that's really cool that you took you literally took the advice from 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 somebody that you were looking up to at a certain point in your career. I don't know if you still do or do, do you still look up to him as an investor? Absolutely, man. I, I, I watch the show in the morning. Beautiful. Like, like I put my, I sit my son on my lap. I yeah. we watch Grant Cardone in the mornings. The other thing is, you mentioned another name, Stephen Graham. Yeah, he does it. He has no idea who who the hell I am. There you go. But I watched some of his videos. Yeah, and I got the idea. Uh, one of the videos he did on refinancing his properties and taking money out. Yeah, and how literally you can buy an investment, have it cash flow, then at some point take your money back out. Correct. And people talk about having an exit strategy in real estate all the time. Like Grant Cardone talks about this all the time. Like, yeah. like when you buy something, you have to have an exit strategy. Of course. And an exit strategy either means selling it at a profit and exchanging it into something else. Right. Or it could mean getting your money back out and refinancing. When I started investing in real estate, I had no exit strategy. The way that I was taught real estate was literally put the down payment, yeah. hold on to it for a long period of time, collect the positive cash flow, and have it get paid off eventually that was, yeah. or maybe exchanging it to something else. I never knew the power of refinancing your properties to get your money out, but refinancing your properties is a non-taxable event, meaning you don't pay any money uh, to uncle Sam when you refinance and you get all your money out. So honestly, one of the best things that I learned from that video from Stephen Graham. Yeah. And I, I think, I, I think it just comes down to, limiting the information that you get yeah. and taking action on that information as well too. Man, you touch on something extremely, extremely important. And I think, man, you got to say it louder for the people in the back, bro, because what you're saying is extremely important. That's something that I preach to people all the time. Use your home as an asset, right? If, you're, if your money is sitting in the house, that's dead. that's dead equity, right? And you touch on that. And that's like you said, that's something that we weren't taught. The same thing with me, man. The same thing growing up. I was always told, like, buy a house. And then if you eventually, luckily, they told me buy a house, rent it out, and buy another one, right? That's already a step further than a lot of people. But I was always told just buy it and have it pay itself off. Yeah. I- no. I mean, we have to have, like you said, an extra, an exit strategy on, on, on our investments. So I think it's really big that, that, you, uh, that you took that and you're actually applying it. Because I feel like a lot of people just watch and they want to repost and they share and success this and success that and here and there and they're going to the seminars. But no, they don't apply their learnings to their everyday life or their business, right? And I think it's amazing. And the reason why I see that, I think one of the main reasons why I see you succeeding and excelling so much in your industry is because you apply everything that you're learning or maybe not everything right but you take nuggets right 
and then you bring them in when it is that you need to bring them in. So I think that's huge, man. It's it's um it's really cool. We we get to see how much of an influence these people that are sharing information with us is is and 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 I'm sure that you by just sharing this kind of stuff with us are going to inspire somebody that's listening that maybe is the new real estate agent or the next Jose Luis Morales that's out there, right? Maybe the 15-year-old that's like doesn't know exactly what they want and and they they're going to be the next Jose Luis Morales. They they're listening. And I think it's really cool that you're sharing that, bro. So I want to dive a little deeper into what your schedule or what what your daily life looks like because in order to have a mindset like the one that you do you have to have some sort of routine right there has to be you can't necessarily have a chaotic day you have to have some sort of structure i want to know what your day starts like tell us about from when you open your eyes what is the first thing you do to the last thing you do at the end of the day i get up and i take a piss there you go that <laughs> man, dude i think i'm on the right step then i'm doing something right in my day right <laughs> there I'm you just go. Teasing you, man. I, i'm sure you guys don't want to know that part yeah but essentially my work schedule or uh-huh. i get up i drink some vitamins drink some water okay. obviously get ready for work yeah. um my wife sleeps in a little bit during the morning so i take care of my son okay we watch some like grant cardone my yeah. son does not allow us to sleep in uh, mm-hmm. so he wakes up a little bit earlier like than both of us so as soon as he's up that's the time that that, that i'm up in the morning okay um vitamins uh i role play at okay. seven o'clock in the morning i'm role playing so essentially what that means is i'm practicing my skills yeah meaning i'm practicing certain conversations that i'm going to be having in real estate right um the the uh, i role play at seven i take a break from like seven thirty to eight sometimes mm-hmm. i role play again at eight o'clock to eight thirty and right I, I, th- I think for for a long time, I was caught up in having a certain by uh, listening to what other people's schedule was like and trying right. to match that. And it, unfortunately, it didn't work for me, you know. So I I have built my schedule for what works for me and what works for my family. So in the afternoons, I go on appointments and then I call it a day. Right. Um, you know, I think I think that what you mentioned something in there that I think is very important. You spend time with your family. And throughout your day, you're looking for ways to spend time with your with your baby, right? You're, you're looking for ways to include them in your everyday life. And I think that's something that I like to consider. I'm, I'm looking out from outside of the fishbowl here, right? I like to consider you successful, man, in, in your industry. Um, a lot of people that are successful and in the top, I mean, there's no more higher than where you're at right now in, in, in your company, man. That you, you are the top dog. And we know that it's evident. But what I like is that you're making time for other things that are important to you. One thing that I've read, I've read up a lot on is do more of what you love throughout your day so that the things that you have to do come easier. Right. And I think that you're mastering that. And I think it, it shows you're, you're also it seems like you're very intentional with your time. Right. You time block. And, and I think that's very important. One thing that I do notice and I do see in our industry, man, is that a lot of these agents, especially the newer agents, they don't they don't want to put in that work. They want it to come. They want to host one open house and get 10 solid leads. We all know that that doesn't work that way, right? So I'm noticing that you're just constantly, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're constantly hitting the phones. You're constantly asking for the business and you're constantly wanting more. Not, not only that, but like, I, I think that this part gets overlooked a lot. Yeah. Um, I'll talk to them and, and they'll be like, Jose, like, it's not working for me. Like, it, right. it, I'm not doing it. The, the challenge that they're running into is that they're not practicing at all. So they're not like actually investing time in themselves in, in practicing certain conversations. So essentially the reason they're not getting results is they never practice their communication skills. They never practice how, what to say, how to say, and how to communicate with people in a way where you still get the end result that you want, which is for them to do business with you, right? The way you're communicating to them in a way that makes them feel comfortable, makes them garnish trust and makes them want to work with you. So, um, earlier I said that I practice about two, three times a day. I still do it now. And I think that's one of the things that's often overlooked in our industry that people just kind of, they've never invested time in, in learning what to say and how to say it. To essentially get great results. Wow, you're definitely hitting something big, man. You're definitely hitting something big, and you continuously sharpen that knife, right? You're continuously sharpening, sharpening. You're continuously sharpening your 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 skill set. Mm-hmm. So it's not something like like let's say for example you're great at cold calling, right? Let's just say that. 
but it doesn't mean that you're going to stop practicing your cold calls every single day, right? Or once or twice a week, right? So it sounds like you're always trying to find a better way to do it. Not only that, but I, I've gone through periods where I don't practice as much. Right. And I get rusty. Okay. And my conversations with people aren't as fluent. Like it doesn't like roll off the tip of my tongue. Right. What ends up happening is that I end up losing opportunities because I don't practice. So I end up talking to a qualified seller or buyer. And because I don't say things the right way or I don't say things a certain way, I don't get the result that I want. And that has to do with me not putting in the work practicing. So a lot of people think that that they don't have enough time to practice. But practice actually gives them more time to be able to be more efficient. So I'm able to talk to somebody that's a qualified seller and I'm able to convert them in a single conversation because I practice versus maybe somebody that has to talk to 10 qualified sellers to get to one actual contract. I'm able to to communicate more effectively with these people and get better results, which means I'm able to do more in the same amount of time or sometimes even less time. Yeah, yeah, that is that is insane, man. And that just goes to show you guys that in order to be good, in order to be great at something, you have to continuously practice, continue. It doesn't matter if you're the best. You know, my dad has a saying, para cada chingón hay chingón y medio, right? There's always going to be somebody that's going to say it better. But I think that's great. And you're actually, you sharing that when you're not practicing, you notice yourself kind of slipping. That's important, man. That's important. So you guys heard it from the man himself. Like he's, it's, you got to consistently practice your craft perfect your craft at all times that's amazing man that's amazing so we know how your day goes we know that you continuously practice i'm curious to know something man you have what relationship do you have with la m yeah um so essentially my, my family is part owner in la m uh so my dad and my mom are 25 percent owners okay uh for those of you that don't know there's four owners in la m uh, all family yeah um and there's three different uncles that own 25 25 25 and 25 percent. so yeah i'm blessed i come from a family that has been in business for a while so um growing up i i, I like to say I, I lived a great life i mean yeah. I, I didn't really uh struggle with like violence or parents separated or some of the things that you see out there yeah so i actually came from a very happy home i came i came from hard-working immigrant parents came here with nothing uh the only drawback to that was that there was big shoes to fill man like of course big shoes like i mean think about it like you come from a family of like immigrants dad doesn't speak the language mom doesn't speak the language no education. They build a $5 million real estate portfolio, Ooh. own a radio station, live in one of the nicest communities in Camarillo. Yeah. You grow up looking at that, man. <laughs> and 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 <laughs> at least the way that I took it, because some yeah. people may look at it and say, wow, like I'm set for life. Yeah. I looked at it in a way where I actually turned that into a positive. Like if my parents came here with no education, didn't speak the language, uh, didn't... Uh, uh, um, didn't uh, speak the language, uh, didn't know anybody. Right. They built all that. What is possible for me? Exactly. So the way I turn it back around is, okay, if, if, if somebody like my parents are able to do that, what is possible for you? What yes. is possible for other people? You know, like, yeah. like we're blessed, man. We, we, we speak the language. We have friends that are here. Yep. We uh, have an education as well, too. Mm -hmm. So if two immigrant people are able to do that much with none of that, Mm -hmm. what's your excuse Oof. you know like yeah. what's their what's the reason that they're not getting to where they want to be and um i was blessed man like uh, i i saw all of that growing up and i actually embraced it and now i mean i i look at my parents and i love them to death right but i know that if they were able to achieve that with what most people would consider handicap yeah what is possible for me, what is going to be possible for my son, what is going to be mm -hmm. possible for the next generation is a lot more than what my parents were able to do, you know? Yeah, so. no, that's, it's huge. And it's amazing that you think that way, man. I think we both share that mentality. I also feel that I have shoes to fill, but it's the reason why I ask you that question is, and, and it may have sounded like just boom out of the nowhere, but the reason why I asked that right after I want to know what your schedule is like is not only do I want to know kind of where you come from, but also you had a business that you could have just jumped into. Let's think about it. Mm -hmm. You had a business that you could have just gone into with no problem. And you would have been open, you know, it would have been open to you with, with arms wide open from the industry. 
right? We know that, and I know this because I have friends in the industry. I know that the radio business is not easy whatsoever. It's very difficult and extremely, extremely competitive, right? Why would you decide to plant your flag in real estate? Why real estate? So it was actually a very purposeful decision. There's, there's two things. Number one is I felt that real estate was a great business opportunity, not only for you can make a really high income, you don't have a boss, right. the investment portion of it, but the, the real reason was I had a chip on my shoulder, bro. Like I essentially was not the greatest kid growing up. Like okay. From the age of 16 to 23, man, I was involved with drugs. I yeah. was involved with partying. I was involved with doing things that weren't positive. And essentially, when I had a car accident and I got a DUI, I had a reality check. Mm. I changed my environment. I moved back in with my parents. I literally went from what I thought was like I knew it all to hitting rock bottom, bro. A lot of people don't know about this about me, but in 2009, bro, I was 22 years old. Um, I was partying all the time. And I got in a car accident and a DUI very close in time frames. And that changed wow. my life forever, man. Yeah. Literally, it changed everybody that I was hanging out with. And essentially, it made me really, really get everything had to change at that yeah. point in my life. And um, at that point, I, I, I got into real estate mm-hmm. and it started changing my life forever. I started getting mentors. I started getting mentored. Um, but the chip on my shoulder comes down to like, because I wasn't the greatest kid, like I knew that if I stuck around in one of the family businesses, cause my dad owns a business too. Mm-hmm. Um, they own a check cashing cowboy store money transfer, which is what I grew up doing. No way. In wow. Oxnard. Um, I knew that if it, I stayed in one of the businesses, people would always say, well, Jose Luis has what he has because of his parents. Yeah. And I didn't want that. Like yeah. I didn't want that because I had a chip on my shoulder. I had an uncle that like always compared us to his kids and, and I didn't want my legacy to be, Oh, Jose Luis is un hijo de papi o es un hijo de mami. Like imagine bro, even if I would have been the baddest mother effing salesperson in radio or the greatest person, I, it wouldn't, I, I didn't create it. And at that point, even if it wasn't true, People could have always said like, oh, Jose Luis has what he has because his parents own a radio station. Now in real estate, bro, nobody could say that about me, bro. Nobody can say Jose Luis has what he has because his family owned in real estate. No. I have what I have because of the work that I put into, and that makes me so proud, bro. It makes me like freaking like proud beyond belief, and that was one of the reasons why I got into it. The other thing is uh, it was purposeful. I, I worked in my parents' business growing up. I was a retail business, check cashing, money transfer. And when I got into business, what I said is I don't want to have retail because I don't want to have to carry inventory. I don't want to do a restaurant because food goes bad and Mm -hmm. essentially it's a really hard industry. What other business could I get into uh, that can provide me with a no ceiling income and then also provide me investment opportunities? And real estate was the obvious choice. Yeah. Um, I grew up around it. My parents invested in real estate. I saw other people get into the industry and really build a, a great fortune. So mm-hmm. that was the main. Reason. That was your why. That was it at yeah, that, that was moment. Yeah. yeah, I find it. I find it amazing, and and uh, it always it, it boggles my mind to know that a lot of the people that I like to consider successful and that are successful. It's not even what I consider, man. I mean, this is obvious. This is obvious. It's it, it shows. But a lot of the people that that are successful, man, there was a moment in their life where they were messing up, where they were just like taking the wrong step. You know what I mean? The street light said turn right and everybody was making that left move. And it was just something and something had to happen for for you just to kind of have that epiphany. And for you, it sounds like it was that car accident and that DUI and, and hitting rock bottom and saying, damn, like, come on, I got to get I got to get my shit together. Dude, when I got in the car accident. They made me take AA classes and essentially I would get dropped off by my parents, bro. Wow. I'd have to ride the bus to work. So I went from what I thought I was cool, bro. I thought like I was 22 years old. I had money in my bank account yeah. and I thought like I had it all. And then I hit rock bottom and I had to like literally ride the bus, bro. 
It oh, was shit. the most humbling experience I could ever think of, bro. But you know what I appreciate about my parents, bro, is that when I moved back home, bro, they didn't judge me. Yeah. They didn't freaking say like, like, hey, dude, you fucked up or anything like that. Yeah. They literally welcomed me with open arms, bro, and just said, look, you've got a job. We'll take care of you. We'll help you get back on your feet. And make it happen. And I appreciate that so much, bro. And I was yeah. blessed in that aspect. But literally, so, sometimes what may appear to be a really bad situation is actually a positive situation in disguise. What I mean by that is that, like, the car accident, bro, and the DUI, some people can take a look at it and be like, wow, nothing in my life is going wrong. But instead, what I did did is I channeled that and I used that as a pivoting point to turn my life around. And from that point forward, bro, it's been uphill. So from the time I got in the car accident, bro, within two days, I moved back in with my parents. Wow. And then within 10 months, bro, I was a licensed real estate agent. And <laughs> and some people don't know about this about me. But and within 10 months, I was a homeowner already as well, too. So I wait, bought wait, a wait. house. Are you serious? I bought a house within 10 months from getting that DUI, bro. So I turned all of that energy, bro, all of that obsession. I turned it into that. The thing wow. that people don't know about me, bro, is. My first interview at Century 21, bro, I actually rode the bus to the interview, bro. Wow. Rode the bus literally to that interview, bro. And I was under the impression, bro, that like I was going on a regular job interview and that, yeah. like I was going to have to, they, they were going to make a decision whether or not they hire me. The thing about real estate is that any broker hires anybody in most situations. Yeah. And, um, I got hired, obviously, but it's not like something like like something to be proud of because anybody would have hired me because they're making money off me. Um, but the 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 thing is, I I showed up in, and I remember how it, it was. I remember how embarrassed I was at the interview, telling them that I had a DUI, telling them this, telling them that. I didn't tell them that I rode the bus, but I literally rode the bus to that interview, which is crazy, man. Damn, yeah. man, I did. That. Bro, I, I don't even know what to tell you. I really don't. I, I'm getting, I, I got chills when you said that. But it just goes to show that we really have a choice. We really have a choice on, on how we view life and how we see things. If we have a positive outlook on life, things are going to go our way. And obviously, if we have that hustle and that, that kind of mentality of I need to do better. But that's amazing, bro. And it took you 10 months to turn, literally turn your life around. You went from from like you said you were on an all at an all time high you were doing well to like hitting rock bottom to riding a bus to an interview man but I'm sure that's been the best ride you've ever had that bus ride is probably one of the most memorable moments of your life I can imagine not only that bro but the thing is that when you're on drugs or you're partying you think that you're doing well but the reality is you're not bro you're not doing well yeah. but your brain just tries to justify the actions that you're taking yeah. and tries to make you feel like you're right. Cause I remember I would have conversations with my parents. My parents would question what I was doing. I'd be like, no, everything's good. You guys don't know what the hell you're talking about or whatever it was. But the reality is that it was just my brain. But then eventually life catches up to you, bro. Yeah. If you play in the kitchen, bro, you're going to get burned someday. Oof. You know, you're going to get burned. So Dang, eventually yeah. like you may not get caught for whatever bad things you're doing at that time. But if you play in the kitchen enough, it's going to come back and get you. And when oh, it yeah. gets you, it's going to hurt and it's going to burn. So at, at that point, if, if you're out there and you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing, it, 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 it's never too late to change, you know. And a lot of it, a lot of the change happened for me was changing my environment, you know, yeah. changing who I was hanging out with, who I was spending time with. Um, I essentially I, I came back home and my parents were the best environment and and I don't want to take full credit for it, but the reason I was able to change my life around is because my parents gave me the opportunity to come back. I didn't pay rent. I didn't pay yeah. anything. So everything I was making, I was saving. And and I, I was able to get in uh, by my property within 10 months of of uh, of, uh, of working and, yeah, and yeah. jumping back into the workforce. That's that's intense, man. That's intense because a lot of people think that life is unfair when they run into situations like that, they start thinking life is unfair. I'm a fuck up or whatever. I'm, I'm never going to grow from this. I'm, and it sounds like instead of you using that energy toward a negative kind of, I guess, fallout, because essentially you could have stayed there. Right. And a lot of people do stay down there. You took it and you let that fuel you and propel you into becoming the man that you are today. Um, that's huge, man. That's huge. And, and, and 
I see it in your in your face and in the, your body language as well. How you you get when you speak about this must have been a very um, that that part of your life must have been a huge transformation for you. Huge, huge transformation for you. My family can't believe it, bro. Like they can't like if, if you saw pictures of the way that I used to look, bro. Like freaking like long hair, bro. Like just like 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 a little hip, hippie, bro. And there's nothing really? wrong with with hippies, but no, of course, like, yeah. Um, it, it was just it's a completely different person. You wouldn't even recognize me, bro. Like, um, yeah, it, it totally it, different. It, it's completely the, the way we think about family, the way we think about life, the way we make decisions, the way we think about finances, bro. It's night and day, bro. Completely, yeah. completely different. That's intense, bro. That's intense. Well, I'm extremely happy that. I don't want to say that I'm happy that what happened happened to you, but I'm I'm happy that you took that and made it something positive and you're now where you're at. I feel like really, man, and, and aside from the podcast and the story that you're sharing up, I feel like your 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 experience is definitely gonna inspire somebody. Um and I'm I'm really happy that you're sharing this with us, bro, because I've been to your your uh your panels. You don't you don't share half of this. You haven't even shared half of this. There's not enough time, bro. Half half of the panels, half of the panel things, bro. It's marketing and all that. Yeah. They give the speakers like, you don't get that much speaking time, bro. No. Like I'm happy to share this, bro, because I think that honestly, there's other people in my situation or that are going through similar things that I've gone through. Yeah. And I'm 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 I'm, ha I'm happy to do it, bro. Sometimes at the panels, there's not a lot of uh, time, etc. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you got to be on a stage one day as far as you need you need an hour to share your story, bro, because that's it's inspiring. It really is. It's inspiring to know that, you know, you come from an immigrant family. Your parents hustled their asses off. They, they made things happen and they provided you with 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 food, with a home, with with everything, all the tools that you needed and the way that you think as well, man. It's it's just it's amazing. It's it's like. Your parents came here, right, and they sacrificed what they had at home back home. They came to a place where they didn't know anything and they built something out of it. And the way that you see it is, I'm sure, the way that they would want you to see it. If they did this handicapped, just imagine where I can take it. Right. So you're de definitely leaving a legacy behind, man, for for the generations to come and to want to, I guess, say shit. If he did this, I want to break that record If he was. All 2019, if he was a top agent, I want to do that for two years straight. And I know you're always in the top, man. I, I look at the numbers, bro. I pay attention to that. I definitely do. And it's uh, that's amazing, bro. It's 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 really amazing that what, what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. And I'll tell you the biggest flaw in in the newer generation, bro. Yeah. Is a lot of times people don't want to put in the work, bro. Oof. Like it's it's like it's like there's a saying that like uh, success is. Uh, often overlooked because it comes dressed in overalls and it looks like work yeah. or something like that, bro. And a yeah. lot of times people don't realize, bro, the level of commitment that it takes, bro. It takes sacrifice, bro. Yeah. It takes commitment. It takes certain things. It means passing up on things, bro. I've yeah. had things that I would love to have done, bro. Um, and I, I haven't been able to, like sometimes dude, it requires that I have to miss a family party, bro. Yeah. Sometimes it requires that I have to miss certain friends events. I have to make certain sacrifices in order to get where I want to go. The thing is that I'm clear on what I want to do. So I right. don't feel bad about it. Correct. But there was a stage in my life where you get the guilt trip, bro. People are like, Oh, like you don't show up. Like you'll start hearing things, bro. Like, Oh, you don't show up to family parties anymore. Right. Or you haven't been to a family party in this long. And it's not that I don't want to, it's right. I make it when I can, you know, right. Cause I have certain goals and objectives for our family and what we want to do and how we want to live. Yeah. And essentially there's certain things that I know that are, I'm okay with making a sacrifice to live the life that I want for me and my family, essentially. Oof, that's that's huge, man. That's huge. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't want to do. A lot of people don't want to sacrifice. A lot of people want it to come easy. A lot of people don't want to miss that party. They don't want to miss that turn up. They don't want to miss going to the downtown Ventura. They don't want to miss going to um, those trips. And, and, and I think it's it's important. And it's great that you share that, man, because, shoot, I've been in that situation as well. I think I'm at the beginning of my kind of career and my trip and, and 
and uh, I guess my story. And I now see it like, man, there's times where I can't make it to family parties. And I do. I get the same thing, man. Sometimes my cousins are like, dude, what do you think? You're cool, Mr. Hollywood, like Mr. Lender. Like you think you're too cool not to hang out. And it's like, look, no, it's not. It's like, I love you. And, and I'm happy that it's your birthday or whatever. But look, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I'll take you out to lunch. Right. And I totally understand you when you say that. And I felt that I definitely felt that with what you're saying right now and what you're sharing about commitment, sacrifice and that hard work and dedication. I want to ask you this. Realistically speaking, Jose, realistically, realistically speaking, I want the truth here. I want the raw truth. What does it take to be the number one team in a group of I'm, I'm, I mean, to me, Remax Gold Coast has a bunch of sharks in the business, but you guys are out there every single day getting it, right? I've talked to numerous people. I know kind of what they're doing, but what does it take to be number one, man? If you're not number one, you're not you're not shining, really. What does it take to be number one consistently for so long? So I'll refer back, and you guys can't see this, but I have my core values right here that we follow in our business. So essentially, everybody on our team works on our team because they fit these core values, bro. And as soon as I learned about core values, like it made our job easier, bro. So essentially our, our core values, bro. And we live to them, bro. Like these are the things that I felt are important to be number one and to be the very best in the industry. We hustle and we work hard. That's number one, bro. Number two is we brace accountability and discipline, bro. Meaning we're okay with having upfront tough conversations with each other about what needs to happen to reach our goals. Number three, we bring a positive attitude, bro. We're yeah. positive. Every single one of us, bro, is a positive. You, you walk into, you meet anybody on our team, bro, everybody is positive. We have a growth mindset, meaning that we're looking to grow, meaning that we're always, we're not satisfied, bro. Like essentially, right. I took down that 25-unit apartment, bro. Right. Next thing on my mind is how do I take down the next one? Bro? Oof, Immediately, how do yeah. I take down the next one? We're team players, bro. All of us are team players, and we do the right thing. That's the most important one, bro. We do the right thing, bro, because if you don't do good things with your customers, bro, it comes back around, bro. Of course. But essentially, when you do the right thing for your customers, yesterday, my sister and I, Mighty Soul, sat down with for a buyer's consultation. It's the fourth person in the same family that we've helped buy a property. And what they said about us was that the reason they keep coming back is because we take care of them every single time, bro. Yeah. So essentially, it, it, it's a combination, bro, of working hard, doing the right thing, uh, being positive, having a growth mindset, bro, mm-hmm. and just just a commitment, bro, to excellent bro, excellence, bro. Like, right. Like for those customers that are listening out there and have experience working with us, bro, they know that we go above and beyond, and that we're always looking for ways to 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 make their transaction easier and to take care of them, bro. Right. And that's, that's, I think that's something extremely important. You touch on, on very, very important core values that your, your team has. And really it it goes to show it's not that hard. You just have to show up and do the work and do right by everyone, right? Really have the intention of, of helping people and finding them the best, right? Because I also know people in this industry, man, that are just looking to get a bigger paycheck. Unfortunately, that's how it is. Obviously, everything of value comes with a high price. However, it's like instead of trying to help people, they're trying to help themselves. And from the looks of it and from what you're sharing with us, it really feels like you're in this for the people and you're in this to really give them the best you can and give them the best version of yourself, not only for for your clients, your customers, your friends, your family, but also for your team. That, bro, but when you sell a lot of homes, bro, you come from a different mindset. What yeah. I mean by that, bro, is a lot of people have to sell a home to pay their bills. Yes. And essentially, it's a different approach, bro, because you're like so worried about having to pay your bills that you're going to sell anybody anything as long as you get to pay your bills. Correct. When you sell a lot of homes, bro, you have money left over. Yeah. And when you have money left over, you can invest it. And yeah. essentially, what ends up happening, bro, is like if you came up to me, bro, I don't have to sell you a home, bro, in order Correct. for me to pay my bills, bro. So it's just a different mindset that I am actually coming from a place of contribution. It doesn't matter yes. to me whether you buy or sell today or a year from now or two years from now, bro. I know that I have to do the right thing for you and eventually it'll plan out. I've had customers that come up to me and say, Jose Luis, I want you to sell my property. I educate them. They decide not to sell the property. They come back to me two years from now and I'm okay with that because yeah. I have 
plenty of business and other people that want to work with me. And the other thing is that it gets to the point, bro, where it starts snowballing effect, bro. Meaning yeah. that like people that I was talking to like three, four five years from now are coming back to me because they like the way that I am or they see that I'm number one or whatever it is. So all of the work, bro, even though you don't see the results right then and there, eventually it comes back around, bro. So eventually in this industry, bro, there's a lot of delayed gratification or delayed rewards, yeah. meaning that the work that you're putting in today, bro, may be your paycheck two years from now or Oof, three there years you go. from now. Yep. But people don't see that, bro, or how long it actually takes to get the wheel rolling and how, like, I listed a property last Sunday, bro. Yeah. First time I talked to the guy was in 2017, bro. No way. 2019, bro. Yeah, two years this, later. This isn't going to close until, like, mid-January, bro. Yeah. So two two years later, it's coming back around, and that's the thing that yeah. people sometimes don't get, bro. Yeah, it's like, uh, I, I, I guess what you, where we can agree on is just planting that seed. And you said something very important. Another thing that I share with you, it's providing that education, right? Showing them, look, this is what it is. It's black and white. It's not gray. It's black and white. This is what it is. Do you find value in it here? Let me show you why there's value in it. And let me also show you why, well, you want to think about it, right? So you want to show them both aspects. And I feel like uh, that's really why you've been able to build this empire that you're building. And I'm extremely excited to just kind of see where... Not kind of, but just see where you're going to be in the next five years, man. If you've had this explosive growth in the last few years, or I don't know if it's been in the last few years, man, but... Uh, Bro, it's only the beginning. <laughs> my man, I'm extremely, extremely excited and lit to to know what... what I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited for you and your team. Um, what you're doing is extremely, extremely cool. And, and um, definitely one of the guys that, like I told you, has been on our radar for a while now and, and will continue to be on our radar, man. We, we want to keep watching. You're making us millennials look amazing. You embody the millennial mindset, man. You're a, like I said, you're that that business owner, that investor that you're doing it right, man. And I, I can definitely appreciate that. Here's the thing, bro. And I, I, I yes, I'm a millennial by by age. Yes. But to be honest, bro, I feel like I'm, I'm more of the generation before me. Right. The reason is that the generation before me, bro, their work ethic is unbelievable, bro. Yep. Like I look at my parents' work ethic, bro. My dad works seven days a week, eight in the morning to eight at night, bro. Yep. Like seven days a week, bro. Never did I hear him once complain, bro. He didn't do it like for one year or two years, bro. He did it for 30 plus, 40 plus years. Yep. So it's a different mindset, dude. Like I have family members and I'm not going to say any names, but like, I had a family member one time telling me, look, if I don't get, I'm going to work my butt off for the next year. And if I don't get a promotion, I'm quitting. Oh my goodness. He worked his butt off for a year, didn't get the promotion. And he literally quit. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, like, like you got to put in more work than that, dude. It's yeah. not just like you can, you can, you can essentially not work your butt off all of a sudden turn on the switch. And all of a sudden a year later, dude. It takes time, bro. The person yeah. that you see today, bro, is eight years into it, man. It's not like, hey, dude. Oof. It's like, it's not like, hey, dude. This just happened, dude. This is eight years of hard work, bro. The, the apartment complex, bro. In case you want to hear the story, I'll make it really quick for you. Okay. But the apartment complex, the way that it played out, bro, it it, it came from a past client. But that okay. past client came to me in 2017, bro. That mm. was the first time I ever talked to him. He was listed with another broker huh. at that time. The other broker didn't sell. His contract expired. I reach out to him. I tell him, hey, are you open to getting a second opinion? He says, yes. I get his property sold in three weeks. Wow. Has me sell two more of his properties. And then we're able to strike this deal on this apartment complex. Right. But the thing is that that if I hadn't woken up that day, bro, if I and, and I'll be honest with you, that day I did not feel like getting on the phones, bro. It was one of those days, bro, where it could have gone either way. Yeah. And... I potentially wasn't going to make those phone calls that day. Yeah. I went to work, did what I had to do, bro. Made the phone call, went on the appointment. Little did I know, bro, that that action that day in 2017 was going to reward me and my family immensely today, bro. Like immensely. Yeah. So sometimes the actions that you take back then, bro, you have no idea the impact that they're going to have today. And you have no idea, bro. But if you always focus on doing the right thing and working your butt off and obviously making the right decisions, it's going to come back around, bro. And it may not come back around right there, 
but it will come back around in the future, you know? So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's insane, man. How you doing the right thing and just showing up and working, just showing up. I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. Just showing up and doing it is, uh, you showed up, you did it. And now you have that 25 unit complex. Why? Because you did what you said you would do and, and you were consistent and you were determined. And not only that, but you were disciplined, right? You were disciplined because, and you know, what's funny because I think the days that we have the hardest time getting up are the days that you make the biggest impact. Right. And that's, it sounds like that's exactly what happened with this, this recent purchase, man. And I congratulate you for that, man. I congratulate you for that discipline and that work ethic that you have. And, uh, like you said, you, are by age but you definitely embody the uh the previous generation of working hard and not complaining it's like okay well guess what i woke up and you know what i mean last question that i want to ask you for this interview man is a lot of people get into this business to make a quick buck we know that people that sell one house every like three months i don't know um a lot of people get in this business to make a quick buck uh, a lot of people get in this business because it's great money realistically speaking what is your view on the because I'm and, and because I'm seeing this becoming a trend, there's a green rush going on in California. Mm-hmm. Cannabis became legal. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a gray area for legalities with cannabis. But I'm noticing a lot of the people that were real estate investors, a lot of the real estate agents even are jumping into it. What is your thought on answer this one first? What is your thought on the people that come into the business trying to look for a quick buck? Yeah, so I, I don't think that anything is a quick buck, to be honest, bro. Right. Um, a lot of times it takes it takes time, bro, to get there and to really achieve great results. Uh, I, I don't I don't hate on them. It happens right. in every market, bro. The real estate market goes up. The real estate market goes down. So last time we had the same experience, bro, back in 2008, 2005, six, when the real estate market was going up, bro, yeah. you get loan officers, you get real estate people, everybody wanting to join the business. And yeah, they do make a quick buck, bro. But when the market drops, a lot of them don't survive, bro. So a lot of them go back to their normal jobs. There's right. a lot of people that that happened to in the last crash. And it's going to happen again, bro. Whenever the next crash is, a lot of people that don't have the skill set, that don't have the work ethic, that just kind of join for the quick buck, bro, they're going to get hurt, bro. Or the people that are like over leveraging themselves or the people that are living beyond their means. Yeah. Once the market comes down, bro, essentially you get to find out who really has their pants down. Yeah. And essentially like, like for somebody like me, bro, it's almost like I never want to put myself and my family in that position where we get caught with our pants down. So I've made a lot of sacrifice, bro. I would love to have a fucking Lambo, bro. I would love to have a Ferrari, bro. Right. Can I afford one? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Can I afford a, one point two two million dollar property. Yeah, I can, dude. I just bought a four million dollar apartment, bro. Right. Essentially, we can afford that type of things, but I'm protecting myself and my family for when things aren't the greatest. Right. And it will happen. I don't know when. I don't know how much, but it will happen. And I think that's the mentality, bro. That sometimes people live so much in the moment that they never think about worst case scenario, bro. They don't think about like, what happens if I lose my job? Like, can yeah. I still afford the mortgage? What happens if this, what happens if that? And uh, I'm driven by fear yeah. more than, more than I'm driven by fear more than I am by joy. So okay. like essentially like a lot of the things that I do, bro, are to protect myself, protect my family. Cause okay. I don't ever want to put ourselves in that position. So. Definitely, definitely. And I, I strongly agree with what you're saying. I didn't realize that, man, but you don't you're not like a very flashy kind of person. I've I never really paid attention to that. But you're right. Now that I'm analyzing and what, what you're saying, it's true. Um, you live very subtle, but you're still like, let my numbers talk. Right. You're you're uh, diversifying your portfolio of investments, which is extremely smart. So we're starting to see a lot of the um, flies drop. Right. I like to say that. We're starting to see a lot of flies drop, and uh, I like your way of, of, of sharing your opinion. Definitely very, uh, very true, and I agree with it. Now we're seeing a lot of them jump into this cannabis business, man. Um, cannabis is something that is recently kind of come into our county, and it just—I feel like it was overnight. Like all of us, I'm driving, dude. dude it's I'm dri- everywhere. Bro. I know. I'm driving down the street, and I'm like, uh, "Ooh, what is that? Wow, yeah, I smell that. You know, I recognize that smell." What is your What is your opinion on this cannabis industry that's just kind of 
it's booming, bro. But I, I don't know, man. I have mixed feelings about it because it's legal, but it's not legal. It's like it's there, but it's not there. Like, what are your your feelings, especially in your community? Because you're in Camarillo, man, and it's it is everywhere yeah. in the fields of Camarillo. What is your opinion on this cannabis industry boom? And what what do you think? Yeah, I, I think for I mean, if, if there's a need out there and somebody's right. willing to serve that need, good for them, man. I, I, I think that there are people that are really good at like following different trends. Correct. And sometimes when you get in into something early enough, I mean, you can really capitalize, bro. You can build something. Right. For me, bro, like I know what I want to do. I know what I'm good at and I have my vision already, bro. Like a, a lot of times, bro, to, to get to where I am. You have to say no to a lot of things, bro, because you get presented with opportunities all the time, bro. You like, yeah. There's people coming to me. Hey, dude, invest in my weed company. Hey, dude, yeah. freaking uh, I had a, my one of my best friends wanted me to start a wholesaling business with them. Yeah. And it, that goes right in line with my real estate business. But Correct. unfortunately, it's not where I want to be. So sometimes I have to say no to those type of things. So, I mean, I, I think, I think there's people out there that are, it's like any industry, bro. It's going to mm-hmm. be like 20% of the people are going to do a majority of the, of the business. And right. then the other 80% are going to pick up the one or two, like in real estate, bro, there's 20% of the brokers that do 80% of the business. Yep. And then there's the 20% that do, um, the, the rest. So it, it's like anything. And that's the same thing that's going to happen to the to the to the weed game there's going to be a couple people that just end up killing it and some people that are just kind of in there to be in there my my advice to those people if you're going to go in just go all in man yeah just go all in like one of my favorite sayings balls to the wall yep just do it i'm in real estate bro but i'm all in bro i'm committed bro like i'm committed to being the best real estate agent that ever existed i'm committed to like knowing this craft better than anybody else, bro. Yeah. Like, so like if you're going to go into the weed game, dude, just go all in, man, yeah. do it, be the best. And, uh, yeah, just kill it in that aspect, you know? Yeah, no, I appreciate your opinion on that, man. We, uh, we like to know, especially from, from successful people like you and people that, you know, you, you, uh, you see it happening and I mean, you could, if you wanted to invest in it and, but I like what you said, I focus and I quote, I focus what I'm on, what I'm good at. And you're amazing at real estate. So definitely, man. I want to say thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us to to come in here in your office and, and interview you and, and take an hour of your time, man, because I know you're a busy man and truly means a lot that you were uh, open with us and you were willing to share with us some of your stories, some of your background, uh, your way of thinking, the way you do things. And uh, just Man, keep killing it. Keep yeah. killing it in, in, in what you're doing. We're going to keep watching. <laughs> what I wanted to do is I wanted to compliment you, bro. One of the Thank most you. enjoyable interviews that I've had. And to be honest, this is probably the most in-depth interview that I've ever done. So wow. I don't think that that in any single interview, there's this many different areas of my life. So right. I want to congratulate you for that, for uh, getting that out of me, man. So yeah. great job on that. No, thank you so much, man. We uh, we like to get as much as we can. We like to get to know you and get to know your opinion. And uh, I appreciate you for being so open with it. So with that being said, guys, there it is. Uh, that is our interview with Jose Luis Morales. Mr. Morales, if they want to find you, where can we find you? This is your time to shine, bro. Drop your, uh, drop your commercial. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Jose Luis Morales. Uh, Luis is with a Z, so not an S. And if you find me on Instagram, that has every everywhere else, bro. So it has a link to my website. On our website, you can find our phone number and everything like that. So Beautiful, wonderful, wonderful. All right, guys, thank you once again for uh, sharing your time with us this week. We will see you next week. We're out. Peace. Later.